into the crowd went, that's a New York City crowd. Ain't nobody in New York City life when a tourist comes in and starts moving all slow. Pick up the pace. Well, finally later on, Laura does get called out for slowing down the game, and this is how she reacts. No, Laura, it wasn't one time. You were doing it for two and a half hours and you finally got called out. And this is what led to the press conference. Listen. I'm just a bit, I mean, at the end of the day, I go home and I can look at myself and I can say, I did a great job. But did I get anything from the people for that? Because they treated me bad. Like, they treated me like I was a cheater. Like, I was, like, trying, you know, sneaky ways to, to win this match. You got called out for breaking the rules. The other players saw it. Everybody in that stadium saw it, and you were given a pass for two and a half hours. But of course, this is what happens when they're held accountable, even in the smallest way. It's just bring on the tears. Honestly, shout out to Coco for calling her out. Because honestly, not only do people of color have to play exactly by the rules, we have to beat white people who are cheating at the game to show that we are even better than them when they're cheating. So yeah, this was very satisfying to watch. Yeah, it absolutely was satisfying to watch, okay? Another satisfying racial moment. Please pay attention. Sitting up there crying, and then she said she didn't get any credit from the people for that. Uh, they acted like she was trying to cheat and like she was doing all this stuff. Yeah, you were. You were doing all that stuff. Everything they thought she was doing, they acted as though she was doing exactly what she was doing. She was doing it all on purpose, okay? Because she was a knower. At the end of the day, honey, just take your L and please go home. That's all I have to say about that. Now, meanwhile, I want you all to see this video before I get into my commentary. This um, young black man, well, I'm going to skip that for the time being. Let's talk about Florida. But I want you all to see this video of this young black man dating a white woman, clearly, who thought it was funny and cute uh, and put Nair in his shampoo container. And his locks started to fall out. And he's sitting there with this dumb smile on his face, and I haven't seen anything funny. Uh, but anyway, I digress. But so meanwhile, in Florida, here's what's going on. They got these wanton supremacists standing out on the sides of roads telling black people to go to Africa, calling them the N-word and all of that. Let me just pull up this clip. Now, I did silence and say the N-word. Trying to reattempt his dress. <laughs> 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 
former Miami Gardens police officer Jordy Yanis Martel swayed in his chair while being sentenced to 30 days in the Miami Dade jail and 18 months probation. He has served a little bit of jail time, so I'm thankful for that. This after his conviction back in June on trespassing and battery charges. This is a case of abuse of Conviction stemmed from a January 2020 encounter with Sophia Satchel outside Tootsie's cabaret. Well, I'm gonna get out of the car. The club asked Giannis Martel to cite Satchel for trespassing, but when she refused to get out of her car, Giannis Martel reached in, pulled her out, and tased her twice. The judge considered words from the victim herself. From his name choking the life out of me, fabricating reports, and lying on me, to being tased multiple times in the abdomen while being pregnant. I want him to suffer as much as he intended for me to suffer that night. As well as the fact that Yanis Martel was also the subject of other internal affairs investigations regarding excessive force, including this incident at a racetrack gas station. This is not a profession that Mr. Yanis Martel is equipped from his actions to have. Yanis Martel also spoke shortly before sentencing as the victim watched. I take full responsibility for my actions and for what happened that night. It not only affected Ms. Hatchel, it affected me as well. We didn't hear him apologize to her. We didn't hear him explain why he took the actions he did. So, Yannis Martel must also complete 250 hours of community service. He has a week to turn himself in and be able to get his affairs in order. He also has 30 days in which he can file an appeal. Reporting live in Miami. Well, there you have it. 30 days, that's it. Okay. They, they may as well have not done anything. And she said she's having to get some jail time. I'm sorry, 30 days are doing anything for me. How about y'all? How about y'all? So, anyway, let's talk about this cop who has gone viral. Okay, this cop from Prince George County who's gone viral because of his misgivings or misdeeds that he was doing while clearly on the clock and in his patrol car. Video shows Prince George's officer getting into the back seat of his police cruiser with a woman. Prince George County Police are investigating a video that a an officer embracing a woman before getting into the back seat of his police cruiser with her. Nelson Ochoa says he was at South Lawn Park in Oxon Hill on Labor Day enjoying a game of soccer with other families when a Prince George, uh, Prince George's County police cruiser pulled up and parked. Ochoa said he doesn't know what made him start to record, but he did. He says, as soon as I started recording, a car pulled up and a young lady came out. He recorded the two appearing to embrace and kiss one another. Um, and then they got into the back of the officer's squad car. He said, we couldn't believe what we were seeing. And what really made us go, wow, this is crazy, is when the car started rocking a little bit to the left and right. That's when we were like, this is crazy in broad daylight with kids around. So after about 35 or 40 minutes, the officer and the woman quickly drove away in different directions, Ochoa says. Prince George's County Police released a statement on X. Uh, formerly known as Twitter, saying they were aware of the video and investigating to determine the circumstances. Well, I think we all can put some of them figure out what the circumstances were at least. Okay, police told the I team they have identified the officer, though they have not released his name. I bet they had. Most police sources told News 4 uh, it's
Marlette. That's who they say he is. Francesco Marlette, who has been suspended from the force, according to police. Ochoa hopes police will take a close look at what's going on in his video, which has 2 million views online at this point. He says, I'm glad I caught it on camera so Prince George's uh, can see what kind of officer they have working for them, supposedly protecting the community. This is all sort of various. Let me just pull up the footage. Let me just pull up the footage. This is what the police are here doing. Please pay attention.
office dropping charges against her related to a grand theft case in South Miami. But she was accused of stealing a purse from the other studio and going on a high-priced shopping spree of thousands of dollars worth of purses with a stolen credit card to pay the law. She's innocent for nine hours the one person. So she says, I'm totally in the clear. What do you say? We were with South Miami police when they arrested her. They said they received a farm stopper's tip and had a witness ID
I'm sorry, how many sets of chicken legs look exactly alike? I have questions. Allison, did she pay cash? No, she paid with a stolen credit card. That's why she was accosted by the police. This is all nefarious. Did you find, uh, did anyone find Jonathan Major's girlfriend fled the country? Yeah, I bet she did after she got caught in all those lies. But anyway, I want y'all to listen to this. This is all nefarious. So this is called an act of hatred. Do you all know a 14-year-old white teenager tried to drown a black kid in a pond? Okay, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Acts of hatred and violence, okay? 14-year-old white boy tries to drown black boy in Massachusetts pond. Taunts him by calling him George Floyd and now faces attempted murder charge. He also called him the N-word. Okay, so they say a 14-year-old white boy whose identity remains undisclosed because of his age faces charges in an alleged racially motivated murder attempt involving another youth. The suspect reportedly threatened the victim with a stone and hurled the N-word at him, leading officials to denounce acts of hatred, particularly those based on race. Now, District Attorney Robert Gallimotis, uh, his office said the incident occurred in Chatham, Massachusetts at Goose Pond on July the 19th. Now, the teenager was at the pond with two others whom he reportedly told that he couldn't swim. Reports say that he was given a life jacket to support himself, and with this precaution, he got into the water with the boys that he had just met that day. Once in the water, the juvenile defendant proceeded to pull on the victim's life jacket and then submerged him underwater for four or five minutes, clearly trying to drown him and kill him, causing the victim breathing distress. The third juvenile laughed at the victim during the attempted drowning and referred to the victim as George Floyd. The assault persisted as the 14-year-old swam beneath the black youth attempting to seize his feet and submerge him again. The prosecution asserts that the bullying ceased only when the victim cried out for assistance from the shoreline, prompting a bystander to leap into the water, rescue him, and bring him to shore. Well, shout out to them, whoever the bystander was. Now, the teen was indicted by a grand jury on attempted murder and assault with a deadly weapon charges. The district attorney said the boys' records shall be open to public inspection in the same manner and to the same extent as adult criminal records in court, according to or, or adding uh, that all proceedings related to this case will be open to the public. Because I will be following up on this also. I mean, teenage psychopaths, please pay attention, natural born killers. On Friday, September 1st, both Chatham's uh, Select Board and the Monomoy Regional School District issued statements regarding their positions on discrimination and diversity. They say, we are determined we are, I'm sorry, they said we are disturbed and saddened to learn of the event that occurred earlier this summer between juveniles. We do not believe that it reflects the true nature of our community, which is diverse and inclusive. We condemn all acts of violence, particularly those directed at children. Now, and they also added that it aims to support the black child and his family during this time. They say the alleged actions are incredibly concerning and stand in stark contrast to the values we hold as a school district and as a community. This is what the superintendent, Scott Carpenter, said. Acts of hatred and violence are unacceptable, he continued. 
And we condemn any behavior that seeks to harm or marginalize others based on their race, ethnicity, or any other personal attributes. He also noted that neither boy, uh, ne that neither the boy charged with attempted murder nor the other white child who passively participated in the traumatizing and terrorizing act uh, by laughing, either of them attended school in the district. The teen attended a hearing on August the 31st in Barnstable Juvenile Court. A judge ordered that he be held without bail. Wow. This next appearance is September the 13th, honey. They got him held without bail. Let's see spawn for the next bail. Trying to kill that little boy. Trying to kill that little boy. Went over and befriended him just to get him out there to drown him. I just want you all to pay attention. Uh, this is the type of stuff that they do. And this comes from children being taught hate. Okay? Because a lot of these kids are taught hate calls, as we all know. Yeah, that's right, Lana. No bail. And he didn't deserve it. Now, if you think that's something, why do you hear this? So, 18-year-old uh, Lennon Latham, just turned 18 by the states, after he went away with his so-called best friend, okay? Well, he went off with his best friend. And I find it also interesting because this is a story that we hear all too often. You all remember Jason White, uh, who went off with a group of white folks. Isaiah, I can't remember Isaiah's last name, he went on a boat with his seven or eight white friends and then they told different stories and it was going straight to voicemail. Then come to find out his so-called best friend had his phone. And I find this also interesting because, you know, these black kids, now they haven't shown any pictures of his friend, but um, just by his name, I'm sure we can tell that he's, uh, he's white, okay? And so here's what they say. This is what happened in the beginning. Now, the Nuremberg Police Department confirmed that the search for 18-year-old Lennon LJJ, a Latham, uh, came to a heartbreaking end. Okay, on a Thursday afternoon, his body was found in a lake in Muskega County. Now, the cause of Latham's death remains unknown, uh, but his body will be examined by the Brown County Medical Examiner, although there is no suspicion of foul play present. Isn't that what they love to say? Uh, investigations into the incident remain ongoing. So, I'm going to play these videos of his mother, but let's talk about the autopsy report and what their findings. Hold on just a second. Here it is right here. So, as experts in the field, uh, they say we aim to shed light on the details and findings surrounding this intriguing case. With a thorough analysis of the autopsy report, we delve deep into the evidence and implications, delivering an insightful and unbiased examination of circumstances. Okay, so here's what they say. Now they say the circumstances surrounding Lyndon, Lyndon Latham's death are shrouded in ambiguity. Uh, giving rise to numerous theories and speculations. On the night of January the 14th, hold on just a second. I don't know what they're talking about. This is, uh, seems like they have some 
wrong information in here. But anyway, let me continue. So the autopsy of Lynn and Lathan revealed several significant findings that shed light on the case of his untimely demise. The initial observations made during the procedure helped establish a foundation for further exploration into the circumstances surrounding the death. Now they say that the examination revealed a plethora of injuries consistent with physical trauma. The body displayed multiple lacerations, notably to the head and upper torso, uh, indicating a fierce and violent attack. And so anyway, let me go to what his mother has to say. This is all crazy. Like I said, this young man had just turned 18 and he left with his free. Uh, so here's a video that's actually two videos, uh, part one and part two, but I put them together, okay? It's like seven minutes long. Pay attention. I was told that, according to the autopsy, that my son drowned. Accidental drowning. How does a kid that is an amazing swimmer drowns accidentally? I don't understand that. Makes no sense. It eats me up inside. My son left home with Jalen Jameson, his best friend, his so-called best friend, went to a park, this guy a park, and all of a sudden my son got upset about something on his phone and got out of the car. Y'all want to know the truth? Let me tell you the truth, because it doesn't add up. My son got out the car, supposedly, and left his phones, supposedly. And Jalen claimed he was looking for my child. A very lidded area, right next to this guy. This ain't the hood. We don't live in the hood. I look at the time, and it's 11.30. LJ knows he has to get home before midnight. 12 o'clock comes. No, LJ. I said, this don't make no sense. It didn't make no sense. I texted him. I said, yo, where are you? No response. 12.15, I was like, yo, what's going on? Nothing from my child. So I text his friend, Jalen Jameson, who told me LJ was in the bathroom and his phone was dead. And I said, Damn, don't lie to me. We live in the same complex. Then I went to LJ's location on his phone because he always turned it on. That's how good my child was. <laughs> And I saw the car moving from Pitskaya and coming, coming down Flamingo and coming, 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 coming home. So I watched it. My mind says, screen record this car moving. I don't know why I did that. I screen record the car coming from the location on LJ's phone. The car came in. The car didn't turn to come to my house. The car went to Jalen's house. 
after they've been victimized. Please pay attention to make moments. Also praise them. Get it through your thick head. They hate us. They will always hate us. In the Bible, white people are the devil. The Bible speaks of straight people with the demonic system violent in humanity. Don't hold back, but let tell us how you really feel. But yeah, black people do need to get it through their thick heads, though, for real. Like, why are you still encouraging your children or allowing them to go out by themselves and be the only person who looks like them? That's just not a good thing to do. Now, granted, we know all of them don't do these types of things, but how can you tell who to? Like Muhammad Ali said, honey, I'm sorry, sugar and salt is the life. And you don't know the difference between the taste one if I did it too late. Okay, so last story. This 17-year-old uh, from Georgia was killed by police uh, hours after he... Now, they say that when they caught up to him, like, some eight hours later after the first incident uh, with the canine, they say that he pulled a gun on the police. That's what they say. I don't know if he actually did, but it sounds to me like that could be a good excuse to take his life or take that canine's life. Because we already know how they feel about their dogs. Please pay attention. Their top canine is dead, and so is the 17-year-old who was stuck shooting him. The whole ordeal causing an hours-long SWAT standoff. Investigators say it was just a terrible situation all around. An hours-long search ended in a 17-year-old suspect's death after police say he shot and killed the Clayton County Police canine early Saturday morning. It all started when Jonesboro officers were called to a home one extended state motel off Terra Boulevard for alleged suspicious activity. Assistant Chief Bruce Parks with the Clayton County Police Department says they used their canine officer to assist. Canine Waro, who had been with the department about three years, died as a result of his injuries. The search went on for about eight hours for suspect Stephon Ford. When officers eventually found the team, they say he pointed a gun at them and said when he didn't drop it, they fired shots. Locks falling out of his head or face. You didn't see the locks, all those locks. 
And just so you know, FYI, people have done stuff like that for years. Okay? White people play like that. They've been doing it for years. When I was in high school, they used to do that. Put Nair in each other's shampoo so that when you go to wash your hair, that your hair comes out. Now, you say you could smell it, but if they mix it with your shampoo, can you really smell it? Because you could be smelling the shampoo and the Nair at the same time. And also, when you put this shampoo in your hair, aren't you usually in the shower? Aren't you usually in the shower and you grab the shampoo bottle and you pour it in your hand and just put it on your hair like that? That's how that usually happens, right? I'm trying to tell you, beloved, no, it absolutely is real. His life fell out in real life, in real time. And at the end of the day, that's a joke that they've always played. They've always thought it was funny, okay? My college roommate, who was white, thought that was funny and did that to one of her friends. And she knew not to try that with me because there would have been a whole lot of uh, knots upside her head. So I'm going to say it, okay? That's all so crazy. Yes, sleepers at the party get there put on their eyebrows. Child, I wish I would go to sleep at a party and wake up with no eyebrows and somebody put down there. Okay? That party would be turned out. I promise you. All right, I don't play with those kind of games. I don't play those kind of games. That's why I never, in high school, as a kid, elementary, middle school, I never engaged in horseplay. When people like to do a little horseplay, like fighting around, you know, acting like they're fighting, hitting you and all that, or just picking and all this stuff, I never engaged in that. Okay? Never. Okay? Jeff said he'll unallow somebody with his blocks. I'm just saying. This is all so nefarious at the end of the day. Yeah, Scoop said they love sick jokes. Yeah, some of them do. And I don't find any of funny. I don't get down with pranks. And some of these foolish uh, YouTubers, people on Instagram and TikTok going around here playing pranks on people, you go F around and find out. Like, I'd be wishing one of them would try something with me because I'm not going to take it for a joke because I don't think any of it's funny. Like that little black girl who's going around her little skinny self going up to people and talking all slick in the mouth. And then when they get ready to whoop off on her, she's talking about, oh, it's a video, calm down. No, the last thing you need to tell me to do when I'm amped up is tell me to calm down, because that's going to make me even more upset. Okay, that's all I'm saying. But they going around here playing all these little games, and they're going to around and find out. Okay, that's what they're going to do. Yeah, brain culture, exactly. Like, grow up. Okay? Grow up. This is all ridiculous. Anyway, with that all being said, I'm going to conclude this broadcast. I want to thank you all for tuning in. Please like and share. Subscribe to the channels if you haven't done so already. Be sure to click the notification bell and click the word all so you're notified each time that we got us goes live. Also, please double check and make sure that you're still subscribed. That you're still subscribed to the channels. And, uh, hold on. Hold on, beloved. Okay, I knew it was one thing I forgot to report on, so let me talk about this briefly. This is what's going on in Atlanta. 61 indicted in Georgia on racketeering charges. Is it like these people with retail charges? 61 people have been indicted in Georgia on racketeering charges for a long-running state investigation into protests against a planned police and firefighter training facility in the Atlanta area from critics called Cop City. Now, in the sweeping indictment released Tuesday, Republican Attorney General Chris Carr alleged the defendants are militant anarchists 
who supported a violent movement that prosecutors traced to the widespread 2020 racial justice protest. Let me tell y'all something. What this is all about, what this is all about is they're trying to intimidate you to stop you from protesting by charging these people with RICO. Okay, I just want y'all to pay attention. I just want y'all to pay attention. Call them violent anarchists. But let me continue. They never said that about the Klan. How come the Klan's never been charged with RICO? I have questions, but let me continue. The August 29th indictment is the latest application of the state's anti-racketeering law, also known as a RICO law. It comes just weeks after the Foot County prosecutor used the statute to charge former President Donald Trump and other uh, other 18 defendants. Now, the stop cop city effort has gone on for more than two years and at times veered into vandalism and violence. Opponents fear the training center will lead to greater militarization of the police and it will. That's the whole point of it. That's why they want it. Uh, and that its construction is an urban forest will exasperate environmental damage in a poor majority black area. Why don't they take that shit to the suburbs? Okay, excuse my language. But this ticks me off. Why don't they take that out there to the white folk? Yeah, exactly. Now they want to charge people Rico for protesting about it. Most of these and most of those indicted have already been charged over their alleged involvement in the movement. Rico charges carry a heavy potential sentence that can be added on top of the penalty from the underlying acts. Here's the thing. So are they trying to charge these people as if they were the capital erectionists, insurrectionists? Is that what they're trying to do? They're trying to charge them like they did the people uh, that were the so-called capital insurrectionists, the whole uh, domestic terrorist group. Okay, somebody said the system is the plan. Absolutely, it's the elevation. Okay, so then it goes on to say, among the defendants, more than three dozen people already facing domestic terrorism charges in connection to violent protests. Three leaders of a bail fund previously accused of money laundering, and three activists previously accused of charged with felony intimidation after authorities say they distributed flyers calling the state trooper a murderer for his involvement in a fatal shooting of a protest. So I just want y'all to pay attention to this. They are charging these people with a RICO and calling them domestic terrorists. Did they have all the same smoke in the beginning for the people that rioted the Capitol on January the 6th? Okay, of course they did. But let me continue. The 61 defendants together have comprised to prevent the construction of the Atlanta Public Safety Training Center by conducting, coordinating, and organizing acts of violence, intimidation, and property destruction, uh, says Carr, who was at a press conference on two. Now, in linking the defendants to the alleged conspiracy, prosecutors have made huge series of allegations, including uh, everything from possessing fire accelerant and throwing Molotov cocktails at police officers to being reimbursed for glue and food for activists who spent months camping in the woods near the construction site. Activists leading an ongoing re uh, referendum effort against the project immediately condemned the charges, calling them anti-democratic. They say Chris Carr may try to use his prosecutors and power to build this gubernatorial to build his gubernatorial campaign and silence free speech, but his threats will not silence our commitment to standing up for our future, our community, and our city. The Cop City Vote Coalition's uh, gate said this all in a statement. Now Republican Governor Brian Kemp, meanwhile, praised the indictment, a statement in a statement. My top priority is and always will be keeping Georgians safe, especially against out-of-state radicals that threaten the safety of our citizens and local law enforcement. We did sit down somewhere, Brian Kemp. Now, protests at the center escalated after the fatal shooting in January of, 20, uh, of 26, 
when a 26-year-old protester, Manuel Esteban Peguez Tehran, uh, known as Tor Tortubunda, uh, the Georgia the Georgia Bureau of Investigation has said state troopers fired in self-defense after the man shot at them while they prepared protesters for a wooded area near the proposed facility site. You all remember that I wrote on that. Well, I don't know. It was very suspicious to me. Seemed like they were angry about his uh, position with the protest. Now, but the troopers involved weren't wearing body cameras and activists have questioned the official narrative. Well, conveniently, they weren't wearing body cameras. I mean, why not? Okay. At the end of the day, anytime an officer takes someone's life and they're not, they're conveniently not wearing a body camera, they should be charged with murder. That's how that should go. I bet you they keep those body cameras on then. Okay. Why do we have to go with their narrative because they didn't wear what they're supposed to wear because they conveniently turned off or took off their body cam? No, start charging them with murder every time they do something like that. And then they'll keep them on. But they're not going to hold the police accountable. They never do. Now, Atlanta Mayor Andre Dickens and others say that the 85-acre, $90 million facility would replace inadequate training facilities and would help address with, uh, difficulties in hiring and retraining retaining police officers. Now, prosecutors trace the roots of the Stop uh, Stop Pop City movement back to May the 25th of 2020, the date George Floyd was murdered by police officers in Minneapolis, even though the resulting pro protest occurred months prior. Uh, officials announced plans for the training center. Before the officials announced plan, plans for the training center. Long after the racial justice protests died down, violent anti-police sentiment persisted among some Atlantans, and it, it remains one of the demonstrators' core driving motives, according to the indictment. So they're mad because these people don't want cop city. So that's what they're going to do. They can sit down somewhere. It's Uh, Sanders said Enrique apologized and asked for mercy. Oh, well, he needs to sit down somewhere because you did what you did. Uh, I hope he serves every bit of it. Okay? For the no proud boy leader, Enrique Tadio, ah, he got like 20 years. Yeah, he got like 20 years, okay, convicted, as he should be. 22 years, okay? Proud Boys leader Enrique Tadio sentenced to 22 years, harshest January 6th penalty yet. Tadio was one of five Proud Boy members, four of whom were convicted of seditious conspiracy, sentenced in the last week uh, to some of the longest prison terms yet for January 6th. Let me say this. You know, I would bet that he's so ridiculous, uh, Enrique Tadio, that he doesn't even realize what's, what's happened to him. Okay, he got the longest sentence than anybody for January the 6th. <laughs> Don't drop the soaps all I can say, honey. You want to be down with Watson Supremacy? Well, guess what? They're not down with you. So you're going to get the longest sentence out of everybody. Please pay attention. Okay, this is all some fairies, but hey, that's what he gets. Terry Hinton said, We live in tyranny. Terry McKee said, isn't he Latino? He's Afro-Cuban. He's Afro-Cuban, okay? So with that all being said, listen, we're going to be talking about some topics tonight that are controversial to some because my moderators told me that some people were saying a little slick stuff yesterday when I was talking about the lady getting hit with a brick. Let me tell you something. If you're a coward and you're one of those men who are trying to blame the victim, if you're one of those men who are sitting up and saying she got she deserved, if you're one of those men who said that she's a troublemaker, if you're one of those who said
want to choose them out. I mean, I don't have to do nothing. If you're one of those men who feel like all women are independent and say they're strong and they don't need men, if you blame uh, every woman, every black woman for the actions of some, then you don't need to be in this chat this evening. I'm telling you right now, because if you come in here talking crazy, you're going to get embarrassed. I'm going to roast you if I see it. And second of all, I'm going to drop that link so you can get on here and explain why you're so mad. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to get on here and let you explain why you're so mad. I'm going to drop the link. So anybody that has anything to say about the woman getting hit with the brick, if you don't like what's being said on the panel, please get up there and explain your side of the story and give us your argument and why you have disdain for this young lady. Because I want to hear it. Okay, I want to hear it. At the end of the day, Nessie said Queenie was a woman. I think I don't care who it was. Whoever has anything to say, I will be dropping the link if you have something to say. If you want to chime in and give your um and give your uh thoughts or whatever. Okay, I'm glad Glad drop the link so you can get up here. All right. And make sense of it all. Now, with that all being said, I have one more receipt. Thank you, Desmond, for reminding me. I have one more receipt, and I want you all to pay attention. I'm about to pull this up on the screen. Let me try to enlarge this. Now, if you all remember, I told you all months ago, I told you all months ago that there was going to be an increase in the traffic because the U.S. is in debt. RG type said those cowards won't dare click it and leave. I wish they would because I'm sure it's going to drop it. But so anyway, I told you all that there was going to be an increase in human trafficking because of the United United States being such a deficit and the U.S. dollar on the decline and all of that. Well, listen to this. I'm going to share my screen so you all, oh, you all can see it already. Okay. So I'm going to read this to you. It says, good afternoon, uh, from a friend who has a friend that works in the VA hospital. They say, good morning. We have a task force unit with police department and uh, FBI to come to talk to us at work. They are, there are gangs that has entered the following counties. Please pay attention if you live in India. Okay, Jefferson, Madison, Limestone, Lauderdale, and Morgan, and also Nashville, Tennessee. They are called Bloods and the MS-13. The MS-13 are foot soldiers for the cartels. Uh, they are targeting women, especially women that park away from a building or stores, and then they grab them when they're walking to their car, and also women at night uh, that are at the gas station. Please be very, very careful. Be aware of your surroundings, even more so now. They said they are real bad in Birmingham. Please pass this information along to everyone you can think of and stay safe by being extremely careful. Share with your free female relatives and co-workers. Tell all of your daughters, nieces, and female cousins. All right, so there's your lifeline for today. There's your lifeline for today. Uh, ew, it is what it is. I'm not saying to no females just because they black. I mean, all praises to y'all. Nobody asked you to, beloved. Nobody asked you to, okay? Just hope that your mother, daughter, or sister, or anybody that you care about that's a black female never gets bopped inside the head or face with a brick and that nobody comes there. That's all you need to worry about. Focus on that, beloved, okay? And for all of y'all who don't want help if a black woman is in distress, you keep that to them. 
these men take things too far. That's a mess, this breast. Yes, exactly. You know, and the thing is, some of these other men, black men, don't want to hold them accountable. Okay? They don't want to hold them accountable. And if you're a man, and here's the thing, for any grown man to say they're not helping a black woman just because they don't know them, well, you sound like a coward. I don't care if you think you're a coward or not, that's what you sound like. Okay? I'm a black woman, and I helped a black man who was getting jumped. And I'm a female. And I didn't know him from a can of paint. It didn't matter if I knew him or not. It's called being on code. Okay? It's called being on code. That's what it's called. Okay? Jay said they seem to be boys, not men. Absolutely. Okay? Uh, Jordan G says, I'm going all out for black women. Thank you, beloved. Thank you. And I'm going all out for black men. Okay? Thank you. Okay, some of y'all talk about being on code, and some of you too foolish to even realize what being on code is at the end of the day. All right, like I said, a lot of them want to sit out here and blame the woman. And then somebody says, stop blaming everything on black American men. Um, I'm not blaming anything on black American men. And why did you feel the need to specify black American men? Because the men that she was there with were Somalian. At the end of the day, black men do the same thing, don't you? Black American men do the same thing. I'm sorry. Who was in that store when a 14-year-old boy had to shoot the man who they called the quote-unquote now king when he punched that woman in her face? Y'all sound stupid. Okay? And I don't care who gets mad. Okay? Quite frankly, y'all sound stupid to me. You're talking about uh, don't blame all African-American men. First of all, I didn't blame them for anything. I just said that if you don't want to do anything, then you sound like a coward. That's my opinion. Blame them for what? Because some other man slapped the woman in the face with a brick? So are you trying to imply that black men don't beat on black women? Black American men don't? Because there's a whole lot of domestic violence cases that I can go dig up right now. We can talk about it if you want to. Okay? All right. So I was saying. So anyway. Ashawama said it was a Haitian with a brick. Well, we already know by now, Ashawama. But what is your point? What is your point in telling me that it was a Haitian? I, again, I'm asking you, are you trying to say that African-American men don't do stuff to African-American women? Is that your point? Because if that's your point, you failed miserably. Because I can pull up receipts right now to debunk everything you just said. Okay, let's talk about the black African-American man who just took out his wife. Ooh. Let's talk about the African-American man who just killed a woman that he was harassing for months and uh, harassed her and her husband and then he took her life. Okay, let's not go there. Let's not sit here and be stupid and try to act like only Haitians and Africans and other black men, okay, do these things. But we all have common sense to know and eyes to see that there are African-American men who do the same thing, okay? Please sit down somewhere. If you don't like the young lady because she's not African-American, if you don't like the young lady because she's LGBTQ, if you don't like the young lady for whatever reason, because you saw videos of her slapping white men, okay, which those were skits, if you don't like her for any of those reasons, then that's fine. But don't get on here in my chat and try to make up excuses for why she deserved to get hit in the face with a brick, okay? Because you wouldn't be saying that, Ashamwamba, if somebody slapped your behind in the face with a brick, okay? You wouldn't be saying, all right, that's what you wouldn't be doing. 
their children and, and partners and all that. That's happening. Marjorie White, she says, speak the truth, we thank you. At the end of the day, honey, y'all know I don't be caring about who gets mad because if you don't like what the queen is cooking, you can always leave the kitchen. Like, you don't have to be in my chat. You can unsubscribe, unfollow. Y'all know I give zero else. Y'all do know that, right? Y'all think I'm standing just to hear myself talk. I'm like literally so serious. I don't care whether I have two people in chat. Uh, 2,000 people in the chat, I'm touching thousand. At the end of the day, I'm going to do the same amount of work and I'm still on top of the same time. But that's just who I am. Period. And yeah, Stacey said there's no excuse for her to be snapped with a brick, right? And some of y'all are so stupid. Y'all was sitting here talking about her going around slapping white. Y'all know y'all don't give a damn about white men. Please sit down somewhere. Okay? Uh, I'm sorry. And at the end of the day, like I said, those were skits. Some of y'all are so desperate to try to debunk this woman at the end of the day. And I know some of these black women are crazy because they were sitting up here uh, going along with Erica Mendel when she called Spice a blue one. But anyway, I digress. Anyway. So anyway, as your mama said, well, I do. I give zero else as well. Peace out. Bye. Have a good one. Okay, don't let the door not hit you. All right, so anyway, with that all being said, Everyone, please like and share, subscribe to the channel if you haven't done so already. I don't know how to get zero else. I'm trying to get cute with me, okay? Because you can't get more petty than me on my own channel. That's what you can't do. I should walk. Have a good day, beloved, and, okay? Uh, so with that all being said, <laughs> okay, all hell no, I said, girl, bye. No disrespect to the queen, okay? But she can have several seats. But anyway, with that all being said, everyone enjoy the rest of this beautiful day. Each one, teach one, is how we work pride. Do something productive, constructive, and never destructive. And always remember, beloveds, to keep the most high first in your lives. And don't forget to tune back in the evening at 7.15 for the panel discussion about Erica Mena and uh, the young woman who was stabbed in the brain. Till next time, beloveds. Downstairs as soon as my auntie called them to come and eat. Oh, I'm doing this one by myself. Shouldn't be harassed when they come back up because they're gonna have a full belly. Got the preppers warning up here. Uh, I think it's over uh, 14 minutes or so.
Let's see what he's talking about, shall we? Okay, so here's the deal. When I get this information, I'm going to give it to you, and I'm going to keep giving it to you until it starts to prove wrong. A couple of weeks ago, I delivered to you kind of an emergency broadcast, and inside of that broadcast, we talked about the potential for a major escalation between Russia and Ukraine. Less than 48, maybe 72 hours later, that escalation took place. I just got another alert from an insider that's inside of some of the U.S. government, and they have said they expect another escalation here in the next couple of days. Now, here's the caveat. Something a little bit different is going on, and some open-source intelligence operators have given sentiment analysis to the United States of America, and they have said that we can expect a new social chaos or crisis event in the USA. They don't know what the trigger is going to be yet, but what they have done is created basically a, an ingredients list or a recipe list. All of these ingredients are there, and they say that one trigger is about to pop off, and as soon as it does pop off, you can expect some sort of unrest, just like we had during the riots in the pandemic. Now, this means that you might see cities completely locked down because of social chaos. It could mean that you see businesses boarded up or closed down. It could be the disruption to the supply chain, maybe infrastructural sabotage or terrorism. I really don't know. I can't speak on that. But what I do know is they have given this information to the U.S. government. I saw the plots. I saw all of the, basically the ingredients there saying this is what's ripe to happen. It's just going to be the trigger, the black swan that's unknown. Maybe they do know what it is. Maybe it's going to be a chemical attack. Could be something happening with Russia. I don't really know what it's going to be. It could be Trump. could be Biden. Something is going down. Now, that means you better have all of your little duckies in a row, and you better be ready to basically lock down your own house. You have to be ready to understand your operating, your area of operation, your AO. You have to understand everything that's happening around your area. You have to have a good group of people who are there to help protect you and your family. And you have to, if you're going to go to the store in times of social unrest, you have to be prepared to run every trick like it's some sort of, I, I hate to say it because it sounds so tactical, but you have to run every trip like it's a mission or an operation. And so doing that becomes really tiring on the people, adds to their stress levels, increases the amount of social uh, upheaval or unrest. This is just a recipe for chaos. So we do have a little bit of a prepper warning or an SHTF warning here that even has a couple of things something take place. Again, they don't know what the trigger is going to be, but we just have to watch. Now, if a couple of days go by and we don't see anything major happen, well, we just know that those ingredients are still there. And we're going to look for that black swan event or some sort of other event to really set them off. Now, we know right now the Russian conflict is going to go to the next level. Now, a lot of people are afraid that that next level is going to be nuclear. They are getting their people ready for a nuclear fallout. Europe is getting their people ready for a nuclear fallout. China applied some intelligence about using nukes in the operations relief in Taiwan, or at least begin to set up a nuclear uh, sort of like a umbrella that once they take Taiwan, they say that this sovereign territory is under Chinese control attacking on these grounds would be seen as an attack on China. This is something that you don't really see talking about right now. I don't want you to think about this because as soon as that happens, 
The U.S. can't touch Taiwan. Japan can't touch Taiwan. South Korea can't touch Taiwan because China will launch those frigging nukes against the USA. They're already in a position of economic power. They're holding these countries. You know, if you walk into an establishment that has like bouncers or it has guards or security, you can see quiet control. And that quiet control is exactly what China has against the USA right now. You walk into the Asian, uh, South Asian Sea, you, you go through there and you can see through the exercises, the operations, the active military programs that are taking place, that China has that quiet control just like an establishment who has bouncers or a casino that has uh, you know guards on the ground. It's quiet control. As soon as we disrupt that, and that's why China's going to move to take Taiwan in hours. They're not going to F around like Russia did with Ukraine and hope for a multi-day operation that lands them an easy win. No, that, in my humble opinion, was a distraction to pull the arms, the weapons from the USA, pull the weapons from Europe, pull the weapons from NATO, and pull the money out of your freaking pocket so that they can fund this war. Now, they're doing it right. They know exactly what they're doing. And in that, they are prepared for a multi-month, multi-year conflict event. So what are we to do here in our community or here in the proper community? Well, we have to know that inflation is going to keep going in. Here's the thing. Inflation is going to come in waves. You're going to see a spike, a little bit of mellowing out. You're not going to see too much regression or the, the downside of the wave. Let me know in the comments what that the peak and then what the downside is. I don't remember in the wave, you know, the downside of the swell. But then you're going to see that swell again. This is going to happen over and over again as they normalize you being broke, as they normalize you being a poor mother effer living in their world while BlackRock and these other fund, uh, you know, funding agencies make bank. They're going to keep making money while you lose money over and over again. So inflation is going to come in waves. All of the economists are now recognizing it. They know that soft landing, hard landing, recession, depression, it doesn't matter what the U.S. government wants to call it. What is actually happening is you, the people, are being screwed. And that's a part of that ingredient list I was telling you about from the open source intelligence operators. They have delivered this information to the U.S. government saying, look, guys, we are at a breaking point here. A point where the American people start to feel like you're attacking them by letting these prices and the cost of living, the wage differences, by letting these things continue, you, the government, are a part of this problem. And that's the point that people are reaching right now. And as soon as they see a loss in trust, which we already started in 2020, as soon as they see an increase in the people who are angry about their financial position, and as soon as they start to see that cost of living outweigh the people's love for what they what country they live in it's game over that's part of that ingredient list so as we see inflation go up these corporations are not going to take a ding look at how you have probably seen oprah and the rock in the last couple of days if you watch instagram or tiktok or facebook or youtube or anything i'm sure that you have seen them on there saying we as billionaires basically want you to give your hard-earned pennies to the Hawaiian people who just lost their homes. 
not that they could stroke a check under some nonprofit and they could just build everybody a new home. No, they want you to give your money to them. And the people were pissed. And what I mean is the people were like, no, you give your money. You're the rich. You're the wealthy. You're the powerful. You control everything. And it was a sentiment change. Now we're starting to see it in politics. Every time there's a funding grab for uh, either Republican or Democrat parties as they're trying to go to our next election, the people are like, no, what is me giving you money going to do for me? They know that these are all false promises. They know that they are all false politicians. They know that they are all running a rigged game, that the people's vote means very, very little at the end of the day, and people are peed off. This is part of the ingredient list. They don't have money. They don't have fun anymore. They're angry. Their mistrust or distrust in government is increasing. They're unhealthy because of all of the poison that is being spread in food and in what is allowed to the people. They're basically what? told that they should give their children these nanoparticles, these nasty things, these uh, you know different ingredients that are listed as disease-causing because they can't afford organic cucumbers and tomatoes and uh, non-bleached flour and non-bleached rice and all these different things because you have to basically be rich to be able to do that. And so for everybody else, the bottom 95% of people who can't even question whether they're going to get a box of mac and cheese or get unbleached flour, get cage-free organic eggs, you know, that have never been uh, vaccinated or pesticided or anything else, uh, get the, uh, the cheese that doesn't have artificial coloring in it, who's making their mac and cheese like that? Nobody who's working two jobs to try to just keep a roof over their children's head and now they're starting to be peed off about it. That's part of this shift. So as you watch people, and this is when it's a real tricky time, guys, as you are going to the store, as you're driving your kids to school, especially as your kids are in school or your wife, husband is at work, you need to be on your game. And what I mean is you need to be ready to disengage from conflict. That conflict is going to come at you. You might not want to do it. You might, uh, you know, who knows what it could be. I've got a, I've got a, uh, you know, something in here, a sheet of paper, you know, a, a small bit of paper. Maybe you threw that out the window. Well, somebody could just lose their freaking mind because you threw a piece of biodegradable paper outside of the window. They come up, start hitting your window. I'm sure you've seen the, the memes with that guy who's just smacking that window with a guy in road rage. And he can't do nothing because he doesn't have anything capable of breaking the, you know, the glass there. But he's just mad about it. And then I'm sure you've seen the, uh, the, the shootouts that we have watched recently. I'm sure that you have noticed that we've all become normal to the fact that we are right now seeing almost daily, daily stabbings and shootings and attacks and kidnappings, trafficking. This is the world they're presenting to us. This is where they want us to raise our children. And I guess I'm a part of that analysis because apparently I'm a little bit Eat off myself about it. I read something recently from an individual because the, the different generations are waking up at different times. And this was a younger generation. And this generation was, this person was catching on to the fact that we should be on this earth growing food, eating our food, having our children, loving our animals, and living our lives. And our struggle should be how do we work together with our small group or tribe or whatever else to build that house. Our struggle should not be, how can I make 
Pepsi some more freaking money so that Pepsi can spend billions of dollars in advertising, they can rob the world's water, and they can invest in other bull junk. No, our focus should be how can I build a house with my community? How can I grow food? Do you know that if you set up an outhouse and you dig your hole and everybody goes voodoo in that outhouse, and then in three months you move that outhouse and you plant a tree, a fruit tree, right where everyone went voodoo because they're living on an organic diet, right? Everyone goes to the bathroom there, you plant your fruit tree there, and you do this all across the world, or all across your property, or all across the grove, or whatever you want to call it. Those fruit trees will grow faster than anything, any sort of magic dust they can put on them. That's how we should be living, and people are waking up, and people are mad. So be watchful, be waiting, and be ready. Thank you guys for being here with us today and every day. Full Spectrum Survival only on YouTube. Much love from my family to yours. Let's go look at the solarium. Wow, this is huge. What is this? Earthship's solarium. You know, I was always intrigued by the concept of the Earth ship, right? It heats and cools itself, and especially when I built that one, it was too hot. The Earth sheltering of the building, like, you know, it should be 120 in here right now. Feels good. Yeah, exactly. I thought it was going to be really hot. It's not. It really regulates the temperature. Uh, I have a lot of thermal mass in this building. The sidewalks, the water features, the, the Earth sheltered walls. So, it absorbs all the heat during the day, and then it gives it off at night so it has an even temperature. A lot of food comes out of here. I've got some squash and some pumpkins in here, and some broccoli, Chinese cabbage, chote, and brown cherries. How long did it take you to build? Did you think a little bit here to build? Uh, yeah. Well, we have uh, grapes, kiwis, and passion fruits going up the uh, And I'm amazed at how fast they actually 